1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hans Olsen, Scott Gerard. All right. It is signing day. And to help break down BYU's class, you hear him every day on Locked on Cougars. Tens of thousands of downloads every single minute. How you doing, Jay Catch? I'm doing well. How are you? What's I'm, up, Batch? I wish I was getting tens of thousands of downloads every second. Hey, what what did you think of Danny Ainge being hired as the CEO of the That Jazz? came out of nowhere, didn't it? Uh, you did no. not see that coming. No, I saw that coming. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It was just... Danny, he moved back here. He built a pretty nice house down there in Utah County. I assumed he was going to be with the Jazz in some capacity. I am surprised this is a CEO because that's kind of like a full-time gig. I yeah. thought he'd be more of like a consultant part-time deal. But Yeah, yeah this is the CEO. This is the uh, a big one. El Jefe. Alternate yeah. governor and CEO. I like when, that title, alternate governor. Yeah. When, when Ryan doesn't want to vote on something in the NBA, Danny, yeah. you vote on that. Go make the hard vote right there. Is he we still- call our guy Spencer can... Let's call our, our guy Spencer Cox. Maybe we can be alternate governors. Isn't that Joe Ingles, though? thought you already mm. were, Scotty. <laughs> Don't you? I think you have to be American-born to well, be alternate governor. He made Joe Ingles, what, the lieutenant governor for the three or four hours? Did he? Yeah. He, oh, yes, he, I remember the that. thing on Twitter. He made, like, proclamations and such. Uh, people down in Provo still like Danny Ainge? Absolutely. Still, yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Beloved son of Provo. Let's put it that way. Yeah, he was a big thing when I was down there. That's for dang sure. People love Danny. Oh, Andy. yeah. No, Danny walks on water. He's also sure. at like every BYU sporting event, too. Like women's well, basketball. Would... Like... He's no Lee Kamard. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Nobody is. Nobody. See Darn him. right, Lloyd. Hey. Darn tootin'. Let's see him coach the women's team to a big W at moment's Heck notice. Yeah. yeah. That's um, what I want to see. He was at the uh, – didn't somebody reference him? He was at the uh, press conference when Kalani uh, – the. Got his extension. He's one that of the people conference? clapping when they announced it. Yeah. Like the clapping, that's Danny Ainge and I guess like the two or three other people who yeah. happen to be sitting there. Did you see his tweet uh, about Tyler Algier? Dan- I did not. Danny Ainge uh, retweeted a, a tweet about Tyler Algier and was like, you go. Yeah. Congratulations. Was pretty excited about Tyler Algier. <laughs> Danny doesn't tweet very often. Yeah, that's why I was like, what's he do? He just <laughs> tweeted about Tyler <that? laughs> Hey, by the way, uh, before we get into the signing day stuff, you know where Gooding High School is, right? Oh, yeah, sure. So we played, Gooding was in our conference up in, by the way, Gooding's in middle of nowhere, Idaho. I, you think, I know where Gooding's at. Well, they were in our conference, where, and, and we Declo played them every year. That shows you how big of a school that is. And uh, about two years ago, my brother, uh, who actually was, did I tell you he was an assistant coach at Declo this year for football? John? Yeah. Are, are you serious? Yeah. Anyway. As if he needed any more favor. I know, right? Downtown. Yeah, exactly. So uh, he's like, you, you heard about this kid from Gooding? And I'm like, no. He's like, no, this tight end is really a good player. Can you not, Have you heard of this I kid? Can you not bring is, up yeah. Gooding and did you hear? Yeah. yeah, I'm like, no. Dude signed at Michigan today. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. there's a kid from Gooding. A kid from Gooding High School signed at Michigan. Come on. <laughs> Hey, good-looking kid, man. I'm I'm no stranger to out-of-the-way places in Idaho because my grandfather's from Bancroft. Like, oh, you know, wow. Chesterfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's absolutely. Where, that's where my grandpa grew up on a dairy farm. So, Copper yeah. Chesterfield? <laughs> not, hmm. not Copper Chesterfield, but... Chester Copperpot? Chester Copperpot, yes. Uh, so, hold on just a second. <laughs> This this kid is, is it eight-man football in Gooding? It no, no, no. It used to be eight-man? No, no. Gooding was always eleven. Oh, Not was. by much, but yeah. It was right at 11. Yeah. <laughs> Playing both ways. Okay. Yeah, no, that was probably that. 
All right, so let's get to the important stuff. Uh, BYU's class on the hills of back-to-back 10-win seasons. Mm-hmm. Are they seeing the uh, fruits of their labor in recruiting? This will be the highest-ranked class that Kalani has signed in his time at BYU, and you can point directly to the fact that they've had back-to-back double-digit win seasons to a big reason why guys like Cody Hagan, Isaiah Moa, those are the two four-star prospects, and then Kingsley Suamataya, the transfer from Oregon. He's a five-star guy. Their direct correlation, I feel like, between those seasons, the 10-win seasons so far this year, 11 wins last year, those tie directly to those guys picking BYU. How come you left out Talentagia, the Rigby? Do you, hey, do you have something against Idaho? My 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 dear sister, the only sister in my, in, of all my siblings, she lives in Rigby. Yeah. She told me to not forget about this young oh, man. Oh, did she really? Yes. 6'6", six, 300-pound. Six, out of Just Rigby, Idaho. Strong man. They grown big up there. Yeah. Talentogia. How about this guy coming out of Rigby? Uh, when they put together numbers for whatever, 24-7 or rivals, when they put those numbers together, do they include Kingsley as a transfer in the star system in the final rankings? So they've they've created a system where they actually have a, they have a transfer section of their website now. Where they actually rate all the transfers, and then they factor those into those final rankings. Okay. Yes. So, so it's, it's a newer thing in the last year or two since they started oh, doing But that's that. not the problem. Because, if, like, for instance, you know, Scotty and I were talking about how many different ways there are to consume radio now. Yeah. And ratings are very hard to judge because you can't just look at – you know, you're over the air. Yeah, you're. You look at streaming, streaming. numbers and downloads and all that stuff. You have to put it yeah. all together to understand it, and that's why I'm asking Jake. If you were to take everything in the world of recruiting, your mm-hmm. your transfers and some of the shifts that you've got, and missionaries returning, and if you were to take everything, I feel like what's coming to BYU next year is big, big. Yeah, as big as, as probably I've seen. Yeah, in, in typical fashion, a lot of the guys in this signing class or signing today will go on missions, but you're talking about missionaries coming back. Yeah. There's ta- a lot of talent. Kalani has been waiting on these guys to come back from the mission field. and he, he he's It's been a long play for him the whole time he's been at BYU. You, you're talking, when you sign a kid at BYU, you're looking at a six- or seven-year window because you're going to miss them for at least two of those seasons when right. they go out into the mission field. But yeah, if you were to take the entirety of what you, guys, you would call the real BYU recruiting class, I'm using air quotes here, where you factor in the missionaries, their ratings from the 2018 or 2019 class, as also with transfers incoming, as well as guys who are going to play right away from this class. It's a pretty talented group overall. All right, so let's go through a couple of the notable ones, okay. the one that jumps out to you and uh, the ones that you think could have a uh, an impact, as you mentioned, uh, long-term and, and right away. So in terms of the high school guys coming in, Isaiah Moa. Uh, they call him yeah. Ice, the Ice Man. He's from Weaver High Utah School. Utah commit, right? He was Utah commit. Ben Moa, his, yeah. Utah standout tight end, is his father. His He is the nephew. I didn't know this until you told me this, Hans. Mm-hmm. Carlos Nuno from yeah. BYU tight end is his uncle. Yeah, his his mom and his mom's side of the family, much more athletic than his dad. <laughs> okay, fair That's for you, Carlos. Yeah, that's my boy. Yeah. But Ice is actually going to enroll early. He's enrolling in January. So he's going to be there for spring ball. He's going to go through training camp, all that stuff. So there's an opportunity for him right away on a defensive line that is still pretty young for BYU to come in and make an impact right away, potentially. So no jump passes from that guy? Uh, probably not. Okay. He's going to play defense, it looks like. And he's a very, very good player. I... You guys know I do a lot of high school football games. Yeah. Weber has got a lot of good players that have come out of that program in recent years. Isaiah might be the best of the bunch, I think. He's a good player. Uh, so Kingsley comes in. What do we know at the tackle position? And will Kingsley come in 
and fight for that start? Because I, I know that Freeland is back. I say left tackle with Blake Freeland is locked down. And then you had Campbell Barrington that mm-hmm. really rose to the occasion. And they had Braden Kime also fill in and Harris Lachance. It is my opinion, this is just me speaking, I think Kingsley, as soon as he shows up on campus, which will be in January, I think he begins competing for that right tackle spot right away. He's that good. Okay. I think he will be in so, the mix. So then it should be Kingsley and Freeland on the bookends. That is the hope. Is Lachance leaving? I don't think Lachance is leaving. He's just going to have to find maybe an opportunity to move inside to guard because the guy like Joe Tukawafu. Lachance was good before he, was, he got hurt. He was very good. And he may have to ultimately move inside to right guard because Joe Tukawafu, I think, is going to. Uh, he has another year of eligibility he could use. Crazier than Britton Covey. He, I know. He could be 20. He was a, he was a year before. He was a 2014 class. Yeah, 2014 we make fun class. of Covey. Yeah. Covey, he was a year before him. Yep. How do we not? Nobody talks about that. 2014 was recruited in 2014. He's He's, already, he's already, he, he signed before uh-huh. you and I started doing the show together. Uh-huh. That's unbelievable. Well, yeah, because I remember one of the first storylines we had was, hey, so Utah State won't let this kid out of his commitment. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then he they ended forced up him to sit out. Yeah, did he end up getting? I can't remember. He sat this out. Was, the year. He had to sit out a year. This is before the one year. Obviously, well before he started. He played. He graduated year. high school football before I got married. Guys, I have two kids. That should tell you everything you need to know. <laughs> that is hard to believe. So he. So I think he exits the program, and a guy like the chance. If Kingsley is better than him at right tackle, I theoretically could see Lachance moving inside to guard, or even Kingsley if they decide, hey, maybe you're better suited to play guard. He starts right away at one of those guard spots. I think. So there, he's a talented, talented player. Yeah, I did a film breakdown of him that at some point I'm going to get it posted. I just don't know how to do it. Uh, Cody Hagan, his name keeps getting brought up. I love this kid. Corner Canyon, ultra productive. He's going to go on a mission, but this kid can absolutely fly. That's the one thing about BYU's class this year, guys. They've got four guys in this class that have run 10-6 or under in the 100 meters in Utah high school football. They've got legit track speed coming in in this class, and Cody Hagan is right there as the fastest of that bunch. Was that a point of emphasis I think for it speed? Is. I think it is. I think they realize— I mean, everybody wants speed, but it seems like they this was a— Oh, priority. Yeah. yeah, the McKenzie twins who are coming in, the sons of Brian mm-hmm. McKenzie, uh, I believe it's Marcus, uh, one of the twins, owns the Utah High School state record for the 200 meters. He said it last year. His brother's time, who he finished second to Marcus with Salmonique, who finished second, his time would have set the state record in its own right. They've got legit track speed. And then don't forget about Parker Kingston at Roy High School. I think people overlook him. He ran 10 5, 10 5 6. I think Smith Snowden is going to go break those records this I could this see that. Season. He can run. Yeah, he, he can run. I think he goes and breaks those records. But they were fantastic, both those guys, extremely fast. So I don't understand, like, is, is Pineview High School just become BYU South? What is that? Well, How many recruits are they pulling out? Of, and not only recruits, but transfers, like four or five guys out of Pineview High School? Yeah, so you have a guy coming back off of a mission in Brooks Miley who will play a defensive line for BYU. They're very high on him. So he's been out of, he's been out on the mission field for a couple of years. But Peter Falonico is an offensive lineman coming in from Pineview. And then Bronco Mendenhall exiting Virginia when he did help BYU. They flipped the McKenzie Twins as a result, a direct result of Bronco stepping aside. Out of Pineview. If out of Bronco Pineview. stays, do they go, or yes. were they already flipping they, them? No, no, they were they were going to Virginia. Because okay. sometimes yeah. guys were kind of on the edge. No, no, no. He, oh, no, these guys were going. They okay. were firm yeah. commits. They were going to be the newest Wahoos. Uh, uh, <laughs> Bronco, he really, that whole staff, I thought, did a fantastic job in recruiting on those guys. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm watching Scotty this year, I think almost more than the last four or five years, it feels like 
it feels like, and, and Hatch, correct me if I'm wrong, Utah kind of shut the borders on the big boys a little bit. A little bit. I feel like we're getting some of the big guys back that left the state, and we, you know, guys like Joe Brown and, and shutting the door and bringing some of these guys back in. Um, I, 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 at least it comes across to me that we shut the doors on the offensive line leaving the state. I saw a stat yesterday that BYU had 10 of the top 20 rated recruits on 24-7 sports in the state of Utah, so the top 20 in, in Utah. Ten of them were committed to BYU. Four went to Utah, and I think Utah State got another four. So that's 18 that's really of the 20. Wow. So, yeah, they, I think the local programs have realized we need to make sure we lock it down as much as the, of this local talent as we possibly can. I, I do want to make a point on this. I... I believe that this state has had the ability to keep all of them that they've really wanted in the state. They just didn't put the emphasis in some cases into early recruiting on some of the guys that left the state. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. There, there were too many coaches in this state making early commitments, building early relationships. In, in years past, and I feel like this state is starting to creep into some of those early understanding that the state of Utah has. They're loaded with good recruits here. Yeah. Well, per capita, Utah is one of the highest producing states. Obviously, in terms of overall numbers, you're never going to compete with Texas, Georgia, California, uh, any of those bigger states. But in terms of just the population versus the amount of recruits that BYU, not BYU, but this lo- the local programs are getting, you can't beat it. It's it's absolutely incredible how well the Utah high school system is producing talent right now. So, Hatch, I know you have paid attention to high school recruiting in the state for how many years now? How many years have you been doing this? I've been doing this since before I started working in radio, so you can go back a long way. I know that you've specialized in BYU recruiting, but but I think that you've paid attention to the prep level for a lot Uh of years. Scotty and I were talking about some of the shenanigans that (laughs) are continuing to increase in the state. As you've worked through this over the years, how many times have you come across some type of shenanigan or some type of uh, gray area or, or dirty recruiting? Oh, it happens all the time. Really? Even at the high school level, there's just a bunch of stuff that goes on. And my favorite part was I would see young men who, uh, their hometown, for example, there's one, uh, Algernon Brown. If you remember him from oh, BYU, yeah. fullback, yeah. running back. You guys know his hometown is Magna, Utah? Really? Do you know where he played high school football? Skyline. <laughs> Explain that one to me. Yeah, that seems geographically impossible. <laughs> but there's impossible. Th- this is happening. It's happening. Well, I mean, look all at the, the all the quarterbacks at Corner Canyon. Oh, Jackson Dart from Roy to yeah. I well, I just happen to have to move in with my I think it was this uh, aunt or an uncle. Who and I'm not I'm not hating. I mean, frankly, yeah. I think you should be able to play high school ball wherever you want to play high school ball. Yeah, yeah. and the, the the open enrollment policy here in Utah is always going to make sure this is going to happen unless they decide to completely yeah. revamp it. But I, don't I see did I did that. talk to somebody said that he. Um, how do I say this? I give away the name. Uh, he moved down and and he said it was. They eventually got the uh, what do you call it? Not the waiver, but the uh, I don't know. Where I you think play. the waiver's right. Waiver's the right term for it. I um, think. But uh, he said it was really hard to get. It is super hard to get. So I think he maybe already they played a year. Uh, yeah. Somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Because with the open enrollment, as long as you don't play a year on varsity anywhere else, is it hardship? Is that what they call it? No, it was. Uh, I. I uh, yeah. I'm, I guess, Hatch, what I'm saying is, and Scotty and I were trying to go through this, like in the state, it feels like at the college level, like I don't come across a lot of dirty recruiting here. It, it With the college levels, 
I mean, I'm sure they're doing what they need to do to to be able to pull these guys in. But yeah, and I, I think the name, image, and likeness stuff is obviously going to play a key role in all of this because I think these young men, the more they get kind of, I guess, coached up on what name, image, and likeness can do for them as a student athlete at the collegiate level, and the fact that they've already made somewhat of a name for themselves in the local market where they live. That's going to help the local teams, especially here in Utah, keep these guys home and say, okay, you've already got a little bit of fame here. Let's just make it that much bigger and have you benefit financially. Hey, last thing really quick, Jake, okay. we've got to let you go. Did BYU miss on anything that they really wanted? One guy. Okay. Keontae Scott, uh, Snow College, four-star prospect, uh, had offers from Oregon, USC. And was he the Auburn kid? Oh, he picked Auburn this Oh, morning. he did. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Yeah. Was that the guy? Because we asked Aaron Roderick uh-huh. earlier in the week, and he said, I go, are there going to be any surprises you wait? And he goes, there's one guy. That so there was some thought that there's a four star running back from Norco, California, by, by the name of Jaden Ott. Uh, yeah. They'd really gotten into him late. He was actually hoping to come on an official visit last week, but there was some question if he'd already taken his five official visits, so he didn't ultimately make the trip. They did hope that maybe in some form or fashion he decided to take a flyer and sign with the Cougars. That has not happened as of yet today. I don't know if he ultimately is signed yet. But the Keontae Scott thing, BYU felt like if he decided that Auburn wasn't for him, they were in the number two spot. He would stay here in Utah. Okay. Hey, uh, I know this is all about uh, uh, BYU here, but do you remember a kid at West Jordan, MJ Tafisi? Yes. Yep. Went to Washington. He just signed at Utah State. Nuu Tafisi, his uncle, is BYU's uh, strength and conditioning coach. Really? Yes. Uh, MJ uh, is a guy who went to Washington. I think he played at Alta, actually. Uh, played for Alimitao. I just saw his there. hometown said West Jordan. Well, it's yeah, 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 welcome I got to, you. Yeah, I'm, I'm but, with you. Uh, he played for Alimitao at Alta. Good player, didn't necessarily stand out at Washington, but I think he's looking for an opportunity to, to go yeah. and show what he can do, and Utah State's a good landing spot for him. Interesting. All right, there you go, Jake Hatch. You can follow him on Twitter. You can hear him in the mornings, and you can also hear him every day on Locked on Cougars as well as Locked on Utes.